Welcome to Tiny Victories, the show where we offer up minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. I'm Laura House. And I'm Annabelle Gerwich. Each week on the show, no matter what's going on in the world, we share one thing that gives us a reason to get out of bed. It's something Laura and I have called a tiny victory. That's right. So thanks for joining us. For the next 15 minutes or so, we invite you to hit pause on your anxiety. You should stop worrying about... 21 uh, newly classified extinct species, and I'll stop worrying about using a tractor to steal $1.6 million worth of Jose Cuervo. That sounds like my college days. Yeah, and I will stop worrying about how much I'm worrying about worrying too much and worrying about that. Mm-hmm. And now let's get tiny. Let us do that. So, Laura, coming up on the show, I'm thinking of a story that I want to tell you that Mm -hmm. I call Think Globally, Eat Locally. Nice. And I have a a tiny art victory, and we have a a bit of a big announcement. We do. Now, you were just traveling. Yes, I was. For Was it a month? Was it six weeks? It was um, four four or five weeks. I I really lost track. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, different continents. This wasn't like you saw Mount Rushmore. I kind of circled the globe. Yes. Which I've ne- I've never done. That's amazing. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I went to participate um, in a in a lung cancer conference in Singapore that I was mm. invited to, and I, I I could not say no. I really wanted. It is, right. I learned so much, and then I went to Tel Aviv to meet up with members of a team of an arts education project that I just mm. did in in northern Uganda. So it was this, this amazing trip. One of the things about um, travel that I always feel like is really important is like eating the food of the people you're with. So much of the world, um, the, at least the Western world, looks the same now. Like we have all the same things. For the You mean the franchise? There's a Chipotle everywhere you go. Yes. And, yes. Yes. Uh-huh, and sure. I mean, and it's such, and, and like you can buy the same clothes in every country. There's an H&M in, you know, everywhere. It's, it's, yes. So there's a sameness. And so when I was in Singapore, this hotel we were at, it was so crazily lavish. Every morning you would get up and they had breakfast from across the world. Oh, wow. So there would be like a, a chef carving Peking duck and then there would be you know um i just had that for breakfast of course you did then there was like um uh, uh, uh this indian um breakfast which was a uh, curried vegetables wrapped around a little crepe and then there was like a parisian bakery and then there was fresh fruit wow. it was it was kind of like nuts you know we just traveled for a day and stayed at a hotel where they had what you might expect for breakfast but also cup of noodles and and I thought that that was exotic for my <laughs> for my recent endeavors. Hi, you're in college again. Here's some dry ramen. No, it was more like it was in Cupertino, and there's different cultures, yes. and some people have don't eat yes, eggs for breakfast; yes. they prefer noodles. And so I, but I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is like that times a, a, a thousand plus fans. Yes, I mean there were also yes, there were lots of actually uh, noodle dishes uh, for breakfast and yeah. soups and uh, and, and cold ferment uh, tofu. With I love that stuff. So yeah. I decided I'm just yeah. gonna uh, you know try all these things, and I got hooked on something that they called the Singapore breakfast. Now Singapore <laughs> has okay. a history of colonization by the British, so there's this breakfast that is this 
I, I don't. It's not like it would be really local to the indigenous population there. Uh, is it like English with the beans and the eggs? Well, here's what it was. So the English breakfast is insane. Yes. It's like a, yes, it's like a barrel full of eggs and yes. beans. So, but this was uh, like uh, two pieces of toast with the crust removed. Right. British, like a water oh, crust sandwich, um, and and it had had some kind of like melty cheesy thing in the middle. I, I'm not mad at that. And then you would put this um, paste of uh, papaya and coconut and spread that on top. Oh, so not like a jam because you're very. Here's what I know about you: you're very specific with words. Not like a jam, no, like a paste. Like a paste. It had like texture to it, you know, coconut, coconut and, so, and okay. papaya. And I, I, you know, and this thing, I just like was like, OK, this is my new breakfast. I'll have this the rest of my life. So um, I open it up and I realize, oh, my God, it's just a big, thick butter. <laughs> it's just butter. I have been. And just that's what it was. It was just, it was cheesy it, toast with this. Papaya no, no, it wasn't cheese inside. It was just a butter sandwich with sugar. Oh, on okay, top. got it. Sure. So oh, basically, I, <laughs> I was like a kid eating cinnamon toast with like a thousand. Yeah, you were eating candy. I was toast. eating candy for breakfast, basically. And wow. um, so there was this horrified moment I had, and this is where the tiny victory comes in for me. Everyone has you can see okay. other, maybe tiny victories in this, but for me. Normally, and this is, I'm not saying this is any sign of health. This is my weird brain. I would see that and be like, oh my God, how can I punish myself for the last three days of being so, so um, naive? When you realized it was like, now the self-flagellation. And also because I thought it was cheese. Okay. There was like two helpings for breakfast every day. (laughs) Like I had convinced myself it was like somehow healthy. You know, the thing was, was like, I would normally say, how can I, now I must go run around the entirety of Singapore for the next two hours (laughs) to work it off or I can't eat lunch. And I I mean, I, I have, Mm. you know, I don't want to label what my thinking is on this, but you know, that's, that is, that is an old pattern that I can follow back into. And I just was like, you know, I just sat there for a minute and I thought two lessons. If you're going to go for it, don't open the sandwich. Don't, don't even try to figure it out. (laughs) So really, really where you would rewind the tape is the investigation of what it actually was. You know what? That was the mistake. mistake. That was really the mistake. (laughs) No, I really didn't need to know if you're going to do it, just do it. Don't like, you know, and the second one was I, I was able to just shrug it off. And I think, you know, we, we've talked a lot about that kind of thing on the show. When faced with the choice, shall I apply punishment to myself? Right. Or shall I apply a balm of kindness? Now I put it, that way yes. it seems like obvious right like sure bomb of kindness but my normal pattern is like punishment so yes one thing i just love about that moment is it was so tiny yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna not be mad at myself yeah and and then i just went on with my day what does big change look like it can just look like a woman getting up from a table in a restaurant and not 
looking like she has, you know, just lost uh, uh, her favorite relative, but just getting up and going on with her day. That's what really big change can look like. I think so, too. And really big change is these tiny little moments of allowing yourself to do something different. I had a friend who said to me recently, she was like, you know what, if yelling at at myself worked, I wouldn't have any problems today. And I was like, you know what, really? Like we had, like we've done the experiments, yeah. like the, yeah. we know what it, it wasn't helpful and it might've been helpful early career right. or something right. like that. It might've right. been helpful with the hustle. Right. And then at a certain point it's very diminishing returns. So I, I think it's great. I love that phrase. How's that working out for you? Right. And it's like, oh, I just feel sad all the time. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> let's Great. try something new. Speaking of something new, oh, this is a, that's a terrible segue. We're going to take a quick break <laughs> so you can hear from another show on the Maximum Fun Network. When we come back, um, you have an, a really arty, art, art house, art house, art house uh, uh, <laughs> victory. People say not to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Which is why here on Just the Zoo of Us, we judge them by so much more. We rate animals out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics, taking into consideration each animal's true strengths, like a pigeon's ability to tell a Monet from a Picasso, or a polar bear's ability to play basketball. Guest experts like biologists, ecologists, and more join us to share their unique insight into the animal's world. Listen with friends and family of all ages on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to Tiny Victories. I'm Laura Arthouse. I'm Annabelle Gerwich. <laughs> you tried. I tried. Um, I, I okay. So here's here's my tiny victory, mm-hmm. and then also we we have a, a an announcement we want to make. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. So I mentioned this briefly on our on our last episode where we had a great call that who said, you know what, write the wins on post-it notes and and smack them on the door mm-hmm. frame and such where you can see them. And I I I love that. And I was just quickly like, yeah, we just went and saw Basquiat. And for me, like I missed the Keith Haring by one day. I mean, how many times have you done that when you're like, I'm finally going to go do the, oh, it ended, it ended yesterday. And so when I saw that, I was like, you know what? Let's just Basquiat. He's one of Brian's favorites. So I had a tiny victory in, in the exhibit itself that I wanted to kind of unpack with Mm -hmm. you, which is so it's his family's collection of his work. And oh. I, I very much might start crying <laughs> yeah. because it's 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 not simply the art world mm. or, you know, mm. external fans saying, you know, Basquiat, he was important and he's important because it was his family saying, this was my brother oh. and look what he did. And there were, <laughs> I wasn't even planning on saying this, but I just want to give you mm-hmm. a sense of the exhibit of you walk in and it it's it's home movies of when he was a baby. Oh my god. And it's wow. a recreation of his living room and his kitchen. Oh, They're like it was his sisters who were saying, you know, this is how we grew up and and dad felt like this and mom felt like that and it was we you saw some of his uh, school assignments. <gasps> oh you my saw, god. You saw you saw things he drew. He 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 did illustrations oh. 
for like the school paper in you know in junior oh, high oh my God. and that's and so high. sweet yes and oh so God. you you were really impacted by and maybe you know what maybe I'm mentioning this for a reason because it, it might have led to my my little tiny victory in and I had a tiny shift in mm-hmm. honestly how I perceived the world which is too big but I had a, it was a tiny tiny shift so you walk through his work and and there was one exhibit that I I kept having that great thing of I just I can't stop thinking about the Basquiat exhibit. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's the great gift of art. Yes. You see art that means something to you and it it's in you. And you and it changes the way you see the world and you live with it and it just comes upon you at different moments in the day. I love that. I just love that. And then not even great art. Our art expression. Yes. Yes. A good book. Yes. A good, it, it weaves yes. into the tapestry of your own existence. Yes. And so here, here's what I noticed, and it took me about a week or two mm-hmm. for this to occur to me. So you're in his studio, mm-hmm. and they created it to the left of you uh-huh. and the right of you. Like, have you ever walked like in an aquarium where they built it around you? Yes, and, and so, so you're, you're kind of in walking there with under the it. fish. Yes, and they, a, you're just a little like, bit like yes. that. You're, yeah, oh yeah. So I love they that. did this great thing where you're not just looking into a box and they recreate. Uh-huh. It's it's to the left and the right, and it's clear um, plexiglass mm-hmm. oh, um, borders. Yeah. That's his jacket, and they recreated mm. like the messy mm. desk and mm. the cigarette butts and the wine bottles. And not to say like, and his art, and it's on the floor and it's on the ceiling. And and on one side, there's a video of him working. Oh, so you're like there with him. You're it's an yes. immersive experience. Yes, and in a small way, it as if. Basquiat said, hey, stop by the studio. Uh And you just got to do that. Now, they're also very much in the whole exhibit. They're setting the tone of the time and essentially step into Basquiat's experience in some ways. Yes. You know, like we're not just like viewing him from the outside in in a way where we're going inside his his world. So on one side, we're seeing this video of him, but it's his office, right? So like I have music playing in my office. So there's 80s music playing, Uh you know, songs Uh he would have been listening to. There's jazz albums and stuff that you see, but they're playing this 80s music and uh, and the TV's on in the corner, which I also often have when I work. Mm -hmm. And it's playing Breakfast Club. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That is hilarious because that was the time right um you know i i want to just say like i when you talk about this there's this excitement in your voice and i think what's interesting is when we see uh, this is just my personal observation it's not like some kind of you know academic uh break semiotic study here but you know (laughs) when we see art on a wall it sometimes seems like a, a flat it can seem like a flat surface and this just gives you such a different um, perspective of the art and the artist. For me, I have this feeling when I read a book, I feel like I just read Ann Patchett's Tom Lake, mm. and I feel like I'm in there and she's whispering it to me. Mm-hmm. I felt that way with Dutch House, yes. You're in on it. You're you're in on it, and I just want to mm. say I lived in New York at the time that Basquiat was, uh, you know, uh, 
really uh, had was take his his career was taking off, and I didn't know any of his history. But I, I is that like late eighties? Well, it was the mid eighties and 80s, mid, 90s. To, m- mid mm-hmm. to late eighties. Okay. Yeah, and I, I moved there in 1980, which means I'm ancient. But uh, no, I and I I would see him riding his bike, and I I'll just I have this image of him on riding right by uh, Washington Square in the village. Mm. And he was a very striking person. That bicycle is in the exhibit. His bicycle is in the exhibit. Oh, my God. And so you might oh just God. fall to your knees and cry when you see it. But I, I might. Because I might it was so personal. But yeah. my little tiny shift was this. Yes. was When I uh-huh. was standing there, I was like, I listened to these songs. Yeah. Phil Collins' song in the air tonight. Mm-hmm. On one side of it, I'm... And I'm going to say it's going to start sounding like I'm high. Mm-hmm. Phil Collins song in the air tonight. On one side of it, I'm 16 and studying for math class and wondering if this boy likes me. And on this other side, Basquiat's listening to it at the same time and he's making his art. Oh, and, and, at yes, the, and if you yes. extend to like a thousand little points around this yes, song, yes. we're all connected in this way god you do sound high i know i know (laughs) but that 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 was my shift of like oh i was experiencing this too and and now i'm witnessing his experience of you know molly ringwald and and judd nelson on (laughs) breakfast club i don't know i that was my little shift that i couldn't stop thinking about how we're we're really so connected really we're all part of this big mix and mesh of culture and and doing our different things so yeah so that was my thanks for letting me go on and on like i said we're going to go a little bit over because yes we are we wanted to let everybody know yes uh we are going to conclude tiny victories in in a in a few weeks we're gonna end the show loved the show um, love doing it. It's changed me. It's changed how I, I feel like I go out and look for tiny victories now. I love sharing them and celebrating other people's. And, I, you know, for me, I'm spread a little too thin right now. And yeah, it's even a tiny victory to conclude it because I, I like overdo so often. Everything you said uh, is what I feel too. I do feel like it's changed my brain. And I feel like when I can remember to cultivate a tiny victory in moments and uh, difficult moments, it really continues to um, to 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 give me a good framework. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this more on the next shows. And in the meantime, we would love- Please call in. Love to, to hear from you. If, if you've been thinking about a tiny victory and you haven't called in- Now's the this time. is the time if to do If you were it. like one day, that day is now. Yes, that day is now. We will start playing um, uh, listener calls uh, and um, that'll be really fun. So uh, thank you. This is this week's show. I've got so much to think about from this week's show. I know. I know. We, pa- we packed a yeah. lot into it. We did. And we- And we want to thank everybody who calls in again. Call in with your last looks, tiny victories. We'll play as many as we can. Uh, We love doing episodes, sharing your listener victories. It's really been a highlight. I love hearing how other people relate to victories. And again, the tiny victory hotline is 323 
285-1675. And remember, when you call the hotline, it rings on my personal computer. You're calling in. You can also record your tiny victory on the voice memo app of your choice. Email us the audio. Our email is tinyvictories at maximumfun.org. If you have a comment or a suggestion about this week's or any of our shows, you can also tell us about it. You can call or email or reach out on Instagram or Twitter. X. Our handle for both <laughs> platforms is at GetTinyPod. And to help us reach new listeners, we'd love if you could leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review if you're so inspired. We want to thank Brian Swartz for our theme music. Our producer is Laura Swisher, and our editor is Nihar Patel. We will be back next week. In the meantime, may you have immersive and <laughs> artful tiny victories. This is a production of Maximum Fun. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.